You have entered a place of forbidden magic, where arcane evils arise from the darkest pits of the unknown, where incantations stir unfathomable horrors to life, where one must only leave behind the safety and comfort of their known world to step onto the path of the unimaginable and stare into the void. Prepare yourself. This is Spooky House. Welcome to Superhouse episode number 150. We made the big 150 and we're killing it. Not only that, but it's spooky month. And so this is the second installment of our spooky house. This is the second installment of our spooky house. This is the second. Shut up. This is the second installment of our spooky house content for this month. We have Spooky or Dookie coming at you first, and then we're gonna do the, our, uh, and then we're gonna do our review of the newly released Venom, which is breaking box office records and breaking comic book nerds' hearts. Some of them maybe. <laughs> and then we're gonna follow that up with Maddie's hidden horror gems to round out the episode. There's gonna be laughs. There's gonna be. <laughs> Um, spooky stories, and there might most likely be uh, angry arguments, swearing, and for it's sure some happen. tears. As always, I am Stefan, aka Wolfie Cruz. 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 And I am joined by, and as always, I'm joined by Andrew. Are you Cruz Punk, bro? Fuck yeah, I am. Cruz <laughs> Metal. And Maddie. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, baby. Welcome to Super House, you mother truckers. Um, so we're just going to get started with what? Spooky Aduke? Yeah, I'm ready, Let's man. I'm going to see All if right, we get nice. some more since spooks this, this time around. Since I got this good momentum going, I wanted. To, I felt like the first installment was a little bit lackluster, even though we got some laughs out of it. But this time, I tried to at least, if they're not super scary, I think the imagery is good and at least they're interesting. So I got a couple really quick ones just to get us in the mood. The first one's entitled, Roommate. And it goes like this. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and my roommate is giggling and playing with my hair. But in the morning, she doesn't remember. User Mikey. What do we think? Wait, say that again. <laughs> it's a really quick one. It zips by you really quick. Sometimes I it's a <clears throat> sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and my roommate is giggling and playing with my hair, but in the morning she doesn't remember. From a user named Mikey. Oh, it's um, I don't know. It's not. It's pretty dookie. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's thought it was a little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. <laughs> that's what i think of that one (laughs) well that one's just the bread at the dinner table all right guys all right all right that's like some plain stale white bread dude yeah i just like it because it's silly anyway next one the next one is titled unborn bed there better be some honey butter and some like rye bread or some shit (laughs) 
the next one butter. is in, the next one is entitled Unborn Bedtime by Redditor user Teal Tornado. <clears throat> I saw my mom holding my baby sister in her arms and taking her to bed. Not weird, right? My mom was still pregnant with my sister at the time. I went to the kitchen and saw her still there, still pregnant. I didn't even bother to go to the bedroom to see who just went in there. Just nope. Stay in the living room and mind my own business. What do you think? Um, I think if it was maybe written a little better, it could be kind of spooky. Yeah. But it's the, it's the delivery's not there. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not no writer. But come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no writer. All right, fair enough. Again, I like the imagery of that one. Bush, is that your duke? <laughs> no, I was uh, trying to accent Maddie's. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to agree with Maddie. It's... <laughs> it could be right, a no little problem. These are just these are it, just practice throws. This is just bunt practice here. Yeah, there. You know what though? I do think even though we're giving them Dukes, they're a little bit better mm. than the Dukes from last week. <clears throat> hey, all right, and that's something, man. We're yeah. we're, we're we're coming up in the world. <laughs> I'm gonna be somebody someday, and I and I'm gonna and then I'm gonna give back to you, and I'm gonna give back to you, and we're gonna be friends, all of us, to the community. Anyway, <laughs> anyway the next one is entitled. Dreamt my brother died, then he did. <laughs> By redditor user That's Tina Va Yuma. That's the username. <clears throat> I was six and my brother was ten. We had a twenty-one-year-old foster brother who lived with us off and on. One night, I woke up to see him standing in the doorway of my room, checking on me. I said his name in, in a questioning voice, and he said, "It's okay. Go back to sleep." Around the same time, my brother woke up in tears. He said he had been dreaming about a knight standing on a hill, and it made him feel very sad. Turns out our brother died in a car crash that evening. What do we think? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go spooky on it. I think that's pretty good. Um, I like we little stories it. like that where it's like, oh no, yeah. you know, something happened, and then some, the ghost visits yeah, to like let him know it's coming. Stand by me vibe going there. Yeah. <laughs> Bush? Uh, a little plain, I think. I don't know. I know it's hard to get things like... I know it's hard to get anything really original and new in uh, in something so short, but I don't know. Maybe I'm being too strict, but I'm going to give it a duke for now. Ooh. Our next story is called The Ghost on the Little Plane. Just kidding, because you said Little Plane. Anyway, stupid. Um, <laughs> um, stupid. The next... <laughs> The next story, I don't know, this one's kind of a mind-bender sci-fi spook, maybe. Um, and I just thought it was a good one. I just thought it was funny. It's funny. It's kind of goofy. And it's titled, Punch So Hard I Saw My Future. God, Dang, this like sounds good. 14-year-old. <laughs> you know, and, and to be fair, some of these had other titles or whatever, and I've, I've retitled some of them because they were funnier titles. You just so, like to claim was, it with your own title. Was, yeah, for sure. I'm giving the users, uh, you know, their, their usernames up. Uh, Redditor user Circuit Board, S-E-R-K-E-T Board um, is his name. Uh, but Punch So Hard, I Saw My Future. That's great. <clears throat> anyway, it goes like this. When I was in high school, a guy and I got into an argument. He socked me in the jaw and I started to fall to the floor. When I hit the floor, I instantly transported to a dinner table at which I was an adult. There was a woman sitting across from me with a toddler boy and a preteen girl. I got a good look at my surroundings, a relatively modern house with what looked like two floors. I felt like I belonged here, like I had some sort of emotional connection with all the people in the room, especially the kids. Then the woman, my wife, I guess, asked me a question. 
When I opened my mouth, I threw up all over the table and woke up in a stretcher in an ambulance. Hours later, I found out I had just a minor concussion. For a while, I felt like I left part of my life behind, even if it was only for a bleak moment in that world. To this day, I can still clearly remember all their faces and what the house looked like. Um, I don't know if that falls into the spooky or dookie category, but since there's only two options, I'm going to go spooky, but I don't think it's spooky. I think it's pretty rad. Because then okay, cool. eventually yeah. you would see that woman at some point, right? Whoa, yeah. Yeah, it has and like a... be like, oh my God. And then what would you do with that information? Ooh, yeah. And yeah, it's just like the back to the future kind right, of story. Okay, it's spooky. The more I think about it, I'm pretty yes. spooked. You get, you get walloped into the fucking memories of the future what do you think bush it's slight spooky on this one. Oh my god we're slowly getting into our right, turn right, slight bushes bushes all right cool cool no problem <laughs> <clears throat> our next story is entitled doppelganger in the marsh <laughs> is this your title or the I, I named that i named that one as well the other one was like i saw so-and-so at the so-and-so and this you know like it wasn't a great title Derp. this one's better <laughs> all right and then it goes like this I live on the coast of South Carolina and my backyard is directly on the marsh. I woke up and went downstairs to use the bathroom. I kept having this weird nagging feeling like I was forgetting something or something was off. So I went to find my mother. She's a night owl and stays up super late doing gardening stuff and she likes to feed the raccoons. I went to the backyard and I saw her about 100 yards from the back door facing the marsh. I called out to her but she didn't hear me so I started to walk out to her. Once I started getting closer, she turned to face me with a completely blank expression. So I asked her what was wrong. I was about 12 feet away from her and she turned back towards the marsh. Then the fucking back door opens and I turned to see my mom standing on the deck and she called out to me asking what I'm doing. I've never run so fast in my life, but I looked back to the marsh and I could see that the thing had disappeared. It looked just like my mom. I yelled at my mom to go inside that there was something out there. I told her that what I saw I told her what I saw, and I'd been crying and shaking. We woke up my husband and my dad, and they and they think I must have just still been in a sleep state, and I dreamed it or something. But I can't stop shaking. By user Genesfit. Redditor. Um, I was spooked when it was like the mom opens the door and yells her name, and she's like looking mm-hmm. at the doppelganger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went on to describe more, and I was like, oh, my God, that was it. You had to stop it right there. <laughs> yeah. That's the spooky part. <laughs> yeah. But then you're moving into dookie yes. territory when you go into too oh. much detail. Let my imagination end, wander, people. I got yeah. a good one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right at the end there, it gets a little too much. Like, she's hanging on. She got you, and then she's like, oh, you're giving me more attention. So it's ultimately, yeah. what does it fall into, Maddie? I'm giving it a spooky. I think okay. it's good. Yes. I like yes. doppelganger stories. Uh yeah, I like that you one know. for that specifically. Then it makes me think, like, why would it be mimicking her mother? Why yeah. would it draw her out there? And then my imagination starts running wild, and then she's like, then she goes into more detail. I'm like, stop. No, shut up. This is good. <laughs> now All I want right. a novel on it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That one was good. I saved that one down a little bit lower because I liked, again, the imagery I thought was cool. The concept, cool. You're right. It could be better written for sure. All right, and our, our last and final story. In well, this I, didn't get, of, I didn't say mine. Oh. Andrew, what do you think of that last story? <laughs> I actually did like this one. I'm, g- I'm not going to play what? the sound effect. We did it too much. Nice. Do I it. Get, this one's good. Do it. Right, you want me to play do it? Do it. Right, I'll play it. Yay! <laughs> that was the end of one, but all right. Uh, yeah, uh, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. All right. It feels good. I'm glad. 
I pick gaining up. picking up steam, Cruz. All right. <laughs> the Wolfie Cruz coming at you. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Every night's Halloween in old Cruzzy town. Halloween. Halloween, boy. Anyway, that's my new alter ego. Um, By the way, my case. favorite line from last episode is when <laughs> Maddie goes, This ain't no Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was I took a lesson from that and I tried to find nice short stories. I even got rid of a ton of stories I was going to read. So I really did. That some were too much this. like Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, Tolkien. potentially. Some of them were kind of boring. I had some good titles for some mixed stories, like uh, the Humming Tinkler was a good one. Tinkler. Um, yeah, Maybe we that should one say some of those for like the final October. <laughs> yeah. Episode. There's a lot of good scary stories going around. I, I had a few different resources: Reader's Digest, Reddit, Graveyard Shift, and I forget some other pages, but you know they're out there. <laughs> anyway. Our last tale of this edition of Spooky or Dookie is entitled, What Grandpa Doesn't Talk About. <laughs> His other family in, in the town over. Oh, that's too spooky. <laughs> Grandpa to his But then he was just my thin, pop. Thinly veiled racism. That that factory job was actually pretty good. He that could support he two families that didn't know about each other. Pop, pop, no! <laughs> anyway, what Grandpa doesn't talk about, and it goes like this. I remember this story my dad told me about when he was young, probably a teenager. His dad was a mason and a carpenter and would buy old run-down houses and fix them up and then resell them. He told me that this one house his dad had bought was an old, huge house, like an old plantation home. He said he'd always had weird feelings in the house and that there were rooms he just didn't go in. They tried making his bedroom the top floor room, but apparently when you went in that room, you just felt a huge pressure all over your body just pressing down on you. It scared him and his mom so much they moved into a different room. My dad and grandma always believed in ghosts and knew it was haunted, but my grandpa wasn't afraid of anything and he didn't think anything of it. The house had a basement, but they just didn't go in it. They knew something was wrong with it and they could just feel it. One day, my grandpa just decided to go down in it and finally see what was in it, so he went down with a flashlight, and after a minute or two down there, he came back up, visibly shaken, and they moved shortly after. He didn't talk about what he saw for some years later. When he finally did tell what he saw, you could tell it was something that had actually scared him. He said there were chains on the walls, shackles on the floor, and possibly bones in the dirt. He seemed to imply there may have been more further in, but couldn't say for sure. Now this house was in, like, the middle of Ohio, and it was built after the Civil War. So they have no clue why it was like that. And I don't have a user for that. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, I'm going to go spooky on it. That was a good one. Yeah! Oh, that was my uh... <laughs> Some right, bad <laughs> happened. I was going to title that one, Something Bad Happened Here. <laughs> but what Grandpa doesn't talk about is a little creepier. I'm going to give it a slight spook, too. Nice. I like the other yes. one a little more, maybe. That's the favorite one from this session, but... Oh, sorry. I played it again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting used to it, folks. Still getting used to these. Yeah, nice. yeah. I'm still getting well, used to it. you know, we blasted through those pretty quickly, so I got one more little honorable spooky for you guys okay. before we head out of here. And this one is no no title. It's just uh, it's the name of a place. Uh, Kisiljevo, Serbia. Uh, this remote village is home to less than 800 inhabitants and one spooky vampire story. In 1725, a resident named Petar Plogoyowicz passed away, 
and in the next eight days, nine deaths occurred. The nine who died had said on their deathbeds that they had been throttled by Plagoyewitz, corpse, Plagoyewitz's corpse. Priests and officials flocked to Kiseljevo to investigate, and roughly 40 days after Plagoyewitz had expired, they exhumed his grave. Strangely, his beard and nails still seemed to be growing, and there were signs of new skin. When a stake was plunged into his body, it was reported that that fresh blood spurted from his ears and his mouth, and a horrible scream arose, and his skin turned black. At that point, the murders ceased. Some call Plagoyewitz the first vampire. Dang, that was so spooky! Heavy metal music. I like it. That was sick, dude. Nice. I'm glad those were a hit. Very good detail of the blood coming out. Yeah, that one was good, too. I knew I was just saving that one as the last. I was going to put it in there. There was another one about St. Mark the Evangelist that was good. And, like, there's a ton of good historically based biblical phenomena and and shit like this. Weird occult shit happening in the past. We should start uh, ending the spookier dookies with like something that's like from the factual. Past. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Oh yeah, that's kind Sounds of cool good idea. to me. Yeah. Nice. So that's spookier dookie for this round. Thank you, what boys. Did you think? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was me. spooky too. You keep forgetting and, me, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just really excited. I also um, give it a spook. All right, we can. Maddie, end. you gave it a spook. Andrew, <laughs> give it a spook. I give them all spooks. Hell yeah. A vampire. Um, sorry, I cut you guys vampire. off. I'll put longer tails on my cuts next time longer Bow! tails on my cuts longer that was tails a video on my cuts. term that was a video term <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay everybody now we're going into the venom movie review and i'm going to be leading this up so here we go and also we have uh somebody that hasn't been on the, the podcast since the black many panther review uh the second one that we did a few, i guess back in february so anyway bowditch is back i'm back Woo! hello <laughs> <laughs> hello hello right. okay bowditch hey, we're glad to have you here man dentist. okay so starting off about it's your first what were you expecting going into this movie i only heard i saw the trailer and was like eh. and then i the reviews were so over the top they were like oh it's the room with superheroes like the, you know they made the camera maybe out of focus half the movie of so i i was expecting it to be just like completely unwatchable but it wasn't I, the whole time i'm watching the movie i was like waiting for it to get bad i was like at any moment now they're gonna like I don't know. It was all a dream, or go back in time, or like I was waiting for something to happen <laughs> to make it be this terrible movie. And that I think, like an hour and a half in, I was like, you know, I think this might be not only not bad, but I think I'm enjoying the hell out of myself. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> it's good that it's good to have really low expectations for one. I think. Yeah, sure. It's just also like I don't. I'm now. I'm curious to go read those original reviews because it was just. I, it seemed to me to be like you're like you know a well done adaptation of popular source material that you know fans would enjoy and newcomers would you know get kick out of like i don't know didn't seem to didn't seem to be outrageous to me in any way or extraordinary so like i don't know why people were so heated also i was the one that got you to buy a ticket right yes yes well <laughs> you, yes yes you were like i'm seeing it and i was like wow i thought it was awful you know i'm seeing it anyways and then i was like you know what fuck it i'm yeah okay i could do that i'm not above venom <laughs> yeah, so what I posted was Venom is silly but fun. 
something along those lines. And Bowditch like then posts a picture of his ticket to me, and he was like, "You're the reason I'm seeing this. Hope it's good." Oh, I was ready to blame you. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. You're going to be blamed. But then it just it just was. I don't know. It was, I mean, I'll tell you what. I wish all super movies, superhero movies were as bad as Venom. That would be great. You know? <laughs> the, magic, the magic of low expectations. Yeah, yeah, it worked. That's awesome. So, uh, Stefan, you just saw it today, and you had already heard all of our sort of mini-reviews, so... What were you thinking going into the movie? I was expecting it to be no less than a pitch-perfect adaptation of Marvel content. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. I guess my expectations are pretty low just because all the reviews and stuff. And uh, and I can usually, not to disrespect your opinion in any way, Andrew, but I can usually tell what I'm going into based on how much you liked it. Okay, it doesn't yeah. mean that you like terrible movies. I just think you have a different taste in certain things, and you can allow a lot of things where I'm just like, nope, fuck it. So that being so, if said, I like a movie, you're you're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and then I'm like, yeah. all right, this is interesting because when it happens, <laughs> it's like a really beautiful thing. You know, they don't call it they don't call it choosing to be in love. They call it falling in love. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, oh my so, god. <laughs> so my my expectations are pretty low, and I did have a pretty enjoyable time for most of the movie that it's better than what i was expecting you to say oh we're just getting started <laughs> <laughs> okay maddie um i after like your review and then um just seeing some people having a good time at it because i i was like this is gonna be a trash movie and then i started thinking it might be like ghost rider spirit of vengeance because i love that movie it's crazy it's a shit ton of fun and it just goes off the rails so i was like man if venom's anywhere close to ghost rider spirit of vengeance i'm gonna have a great time then i sat down and watched the movie and it was nothing like ghost rider spirit of vengeance i remember <laughs> seeing the opening when they come up over that hill with the camera and it starts playing that cool new pop song i was like fuck this movie uh, yeah <laughs> Um, that kind of set the tone for me right away, and I was like, oh, God, I hope this Venom shit's cool. Then I had to wait forever. <laughs> I just felt like I was waiting. I was like, this movie's about Venom, right? Not Tom Hardy? Yeah. Like, what's going on? I was not pleased. I did have a about time kind of mo moment during. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Well, there are things I like, though. <clears throat> I, well, we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so... Basically, I saw it first before everybody else did, I think, and seeing the Rotten Tomatoes score, it, it did lower my expectations considerably. So I go in expecting just complete shit. I was wondering why I was even watching it to begin with. I was like, man, I really am hardcore about the podcast, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But then I, it just ended up more or less... I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I did. I didn't love the movie. Of course. I guess I just like when I left Pacific Rim Two, I was enraged. I hated it. <laughs> right. Dude, Absolutely Pacific enraged. And Jurassic Pacific Park Two, 2 is way better than Venom. Jurassic Park Two, Agreed. a world two. I wanted to kill myself. It was so boring. <laughs> I, I walk out of Venom and I'm just like, all right. You know, I wasn't like upset. Was I this wasn't Tomb Raider angry. level enjoyment? Tomb Raider, I probably like Venom a little more than Tomb Raider just because I like Venom. <laughs> yeah. It kind of boils down to that, really. Um, I mean, it's really not a great movie. 
Uh, I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. <laughs> oh my god! It's not a great movie at all. It's completely silly. It, it does feel like it's from 2004. Avia Rod's probably got to go. Don't know why he's still working on these movies. <laughs> but you know, like just a gut reaction just to watching it, I was just like, all right. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way I can pretty much put it, man. So it went beyond your expectations. Like, slightly. Like, I'm not going to say this is a good movie by any means. Yeah. It's just a sort of kind of okay movie. And some of the comedy from Venom, like, oh, my planet, I'm a loser, too. Like, that, like lines <laughs> like so that. Stupid. Oh, dude, I oh thought that was, God. I was like, okay, now I'm uh. watching a different movie <laughs> than I thought I was going to be seeing. That works for me. Yeah, I, it kind of did too, because like, okay, now we're, we're watching cheesy shit, really cheesy shit. Okay, it's Deadpool. It's Deadpool. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a it's it's it makes it more real because the people on screen can acknowledge that a like gelatinous jelly intelligent like flubber monster <laughs> taking people over and like it's a, it's crazy. It's crazy. And so I'm glad it wasn't like you know super what's his name Zack Snyder blue color grade DC universe like I'm a symbiote and I'm from this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. It, it just, it, it's at no point did, up. yeah, it was like winking at me the whole time, and I was like, okay, Venom, I see what you're doing. Yeah, uh, that's a, <laughs> I think that's the kind of surprising thing about it, because in the trailer you got the turd and the wind line, and you're like, okay, what's happening with this movie? And, <laughs> and then, and then you know, you see, like, I'm a loser line on my planet, and it's like, oh, they just really went for it with <laughs> <Okay>. this. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. And I did some research on that, too. And apparently in the first run or so of, of Venom, they didn't really have any hierarchy with the symbiotes. But in recent years, there is. And Venom is on the lower tier on his own planet somehow. I don't know how that works. but I caught that on Twitter today. Yeah, there's like, they got, they got names and they got all kinds of jams. Yeah, there's, a whole, there's allegedly in the future, possibly a world in which millions of symbiotes are just running around. And it's a free for all. Right. Yeah, there's a whole comic series called Venomverse. Yeah, on, the Venomverse. It's been research. well, holy shit! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been pretty much fleshed out since uh, since McFarlane's original run. So, next question, <clears throat> back to Bowditch. What were some of your favorite scenes, or at least some of the better scenes in the movie for you? I just really one thing I liked was that, and this is just like a general sense. Uh, he, this character of Eddie Brock, like fucked up his life, and at no point in any in the whole movie did anyone say like, "Oh, it wasn't your fault," or "Oh, well, you tried," or no. It was like, no, you had something good, and then through choices you made, knowing what would happen, you did it anyways. You did this to you, and that's why like uh, Benham like you're calling him a loser, and like just the entire idea of him. He's not Peter Parker, you know. He's not like a plucky good guy who's like really trying. He's no, he's shitty. And that I really enjoyed. Like, there was no redeeming moment. It was like, no, you are doing dirt. You're like a bad person. <laughs> she shouldn't be with you. You don't deserve the girl. Like, just like, no, no, no. I, I, I like that. He's like, a, he's like an anti-Peter Parker. And so really just the non-Venom character stuff of who Eddie, they make Eddie Brock you know, it's it's like, yeah, I'm the motorcycle driving cool guy, but you know what? I'm actually a piece of shit because I hurt everyone I care about, and I, you know, no consequence for me. Uh, <laughs> like I like I liked I like that. That at no point was anyone like, oh, it's okay. All right. He was getting he, he was getting he was getting wild. And then of course, you know, just like just 
him talking to Venom internally while being with other people was just they could do a whole movie of just that. Like I don't even need to see <laughs> Venom come out. Just like just like this the arguing with Indian Oh, love it. It was like a Seth MacFarlane show, new pilot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like I'll be your crazy uncle and I live inside you and now no one's gonna care about you and it's like, oh okay. It's like Netflix Hobbs. original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, like inside yeah. out, but it's just venom in his head. Sure, right. You know what I mean? and, like, and Brock, I guess. Exactly. Like that I mean that I really did enjoy. Alright. Stefan. What was the question again? Uh what were some it, it, maybe you don't have a favorite scene, but some of the better scenes in the movie did anything work for you whatsoever? I tell you what, man. The best, the single best scene in this movie, I think the most well acted, the most well directed, uh, the most well performed or well thought out scene in this movie is when Eddie Brock is arriving back at Anne's door and telling her that he misses her and like being like super honest with her. It's the best performance Tom Hardy turns out here. Michelle Williams is like running circles around in the whole movie. And it was just like the most honest thing. And at that point I was like, wow, this movie's actually pretty good. Like they're doing a great job. And then for me, it falls apart soon after that. Um, but in terms of like scenes as a whole, I'd say that's like my favorite scene. Um, I really liked the Venom voice and Lady Venom is sexy AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I could watch a whole movie of that. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, Maddie. Um uh... The some scenes that stuck with me, uh, I agree. I like the back and forth between Eddie and Venom, like him having these conversations and people just being like, "What the fuck?" Um, those are great. Um, I did. I really like the scene where he meets the homeless woman, who we late like who later gives him, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, gives him Venom and that little interaction they had. I thought that was really cool. He's like, mm-hmm. a, he's on the streets kind of guy. That's like where he gets all his dirt from, and I like that he gave her. You know, like he gave her like twenty bucks. So he gave he's her like twenty bucks. I thought yeah, the same exact thing. And I was like, so he's a shitty dude. He does shitty things. He deserves to be where he is. But it seems like he's trying to do good. And because they are following like the lethal protector kind of comic in this, so I did like that he's trying to be slightly better, just try to make changes and stuff. Uh, I like that scene. Every scene with Mrs. C in it, she stole the show. When the, she's given, uh, convenience store uh, yeah, owner? Yeah, when she's clerk. giving Eddie shit when he walks in every time. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was And then good. my favorite Venom scene is the final scene where he eats the guy that's been giving Mrs. C shit. Because mm-hmm. there's that scene where Eddie pe- uh, peeks out and he's like, or he's, I forget what the line is, but it's like, is that one or something like that? Because they have that conversation about like, we can only eat bad people or kill bad people. And I really like that line and then him walking up and I think it's probably the best Venom looked. One of the better scenes where Venom looked really well. I was like, fuck, man, this movie could have been great. But I really like that scene. But right after that, though, after he bites this man's head off, leaves it in the convenience store, when you look right behind him, there's no body on the ground. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my Come God, on. really? I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, this is a video game, apparently. They yeah. just vanish. It's a PG-13, <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, it's PG-13. That's the thing. I read that. Too. I noticed that then. Number one, no body on the ground. Number two, okay, I assume, okay, he ate the whole thing like a snake. But there's still, like, nothing? Oh, he didn't, he didn't scratch him on the way in? And then, today, I'm reading about how Venom made so much fucking money this weekend. $80 million, yeah. new record. And it's PG-13. And I realized, and this may just be a terrible thing, but I did not notice or miss that it wasn't R. Like, I did not know. I assumed well, yeah. it was an R-rated movie. You know what I mean? He was cutting people's heads off and chopping them up left and right. 
And, <laughs> I mean... I that, didn't, that didn't bother me either because I, I just... I, I know that Spider-Man is going to show up at some point. Because you got to see the fucking spider on Venom's chest, man. Like, you got to give us that at some point. Yeah, I you know. know. And, and yeah. Venom can't take out Carnage, which is alluded to. Spoilers. Uh, first oh, we'll get to scene. it. It's in my question line. So, lineup. it's like I, like, I was like, why the fuck isn't this R, man? It's like Venom. You could go, like, fucking hard with this, man. Mm-hmm. Make it bloody and fucking cool. And then they're like, well, what if Spider-Man shows up? I'm like, that's going to be real weird if Venom's... Uh, just cursing up a storm and spider-man's like well i don't know about this we got to keep it pg-13 <laughs> for the kids so um yeah that's but yeah that's what I it's hear. like with sony still owning spider-man it's like at any point tom holly could drop into that universe which would be sick i was really hoping there'd be some kind of some kind of moment you know like we'd see spider-man at some point just to be like we did it guys i'm like oh my god they did it look what they did but they didn't do it <laughs> look what they did <laughs> it's like that moment in fucking civil war when spider-man just shows up you're like what oh my god i knew it was gonna happen but so cool looking he just grabbed He's that shield. Cap shield he just grabbed that thing all right um <laughs> i think i did like the scene in the convenience store but i do think there's a huge missed opportunity here where like, pretty much the main plot's over at this point, right? It's weird it's in the trailer, because it's, like, way at the end of the movie. The rocket launch was stopped, and Riot's dead, and all this shit. So we're at the end. Nothing else really needs to happen. So what needs to? What I think should have happened was you just close the movie on the We Are Venom line. We Are Venom. And then cut to black, and then you hear a chomp sound. And then credits roll. That would have been cool. That would have been fucking great. That would have been a strong-ass ending, I think. It's his fucking most famous line. <coughs> you get... I don't know. It's just, it's just... It's like, what the fuck? That movie was just hanging for the last 15 minutes for some reason. Well, they're closing I don't, out their pilot episode. Yeah. I guess, dude. Like, and It's <sighs> in the hands of not a great director. You, you gotta tee it up. I mean, sure, but it's just you. I don't, I don't know. Tee it I don't up. Get it. They did it. It's first. It's post credit scene, man. Cleus Cassidy done. I'm gonna go see that sequel. I mean, just imagine we, we are Venom. Boom two. credits. Like you're like, oh shit, that movie wasn't great, but at least it ended like that. You know, like I don't know. It could have been a little better, but um. And then other than that, I gotta say my favorite scene is just whenever he says, uh, "I'm kind of a loser, I, dude." I fucking it was. I wasn't slapping my my knee, but I might as well should have been. I laughed so hard <laughs> at that fucking line, and it didn't even bother me. It was like, oh, okay, I guess it's this kind of movie. So, um, that, yeah, yeah, it's just so. That's why I was saying it was silly to you guys, because it was it was like, okay, Venom is like this. Uh, fine, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so, moving back to Bowditch once again. Um, what are some like kind of broad strokes things or some uh, even specific things that could have made the movie better? Uh, I know that's like <laughs> make a better script, but you know, is there anything specifically you think really could have helped this movie out? Um, I think yeah, I think really you could set up. I think really flesh out what's going on with that world more. You know what I mean? One thing Iron Man did in a great way was like, it's about Tony Stark and it's about Iron Man, 
But if you were a nerd, right, and you're watching that, they're doing a lot besides Tony and Iron Man. You know what I mean? They're setting up all kinds of shit. Every yeah, shot, yeah. every mm-hmm. costume, your locations, names on, on, on signs in the background. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're putting you into a world that shows you, like, oh, shit. This shit is connected. Oh, 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 oh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that is what I missed from them. Like, knowing what I know about the character, I mean, there's just a lot going on. Like, they, like there was a little toss aside. Like, oh, it's Jameson. You know what I mean? Like, how much yeah. would it have cost? How much would it have cost to have shown J. Jonah Jameson in a little Chiron in a little crowded newsroom looking at a television on the news while people up and he looks over at a desk and it's empty and it says Peter Parker and he just like oh bangs, his, bang, bangs his hand on the desk and boom, we're right back in. That takes 90 seconds. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. could have done shit like that <laughs> everywhere yes. because Eddie, Eddie, you know, Eddie Brock lives on top of Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Like it's all, it's, it's that world. They're in the same place. You know what I mean? So even if they were in separate cities, they could have had uh, the characters that he goes and talks to information, be characters that we know from Spider-Man's world. You know what I mean? They could have had, him like looking back longingly at Peter Parker's New York via social media, you know what I mean? Like seeing a mm-hmm. clip of like some shit pop off and like, you know, oh, but that fucking lizard dude has been in a web and he's like looking at that like, oh man, <laughs> I miss it. Get back in his pocket, back to my day job. You know what I mean? Whatever. That I miss. You know what I mean? It felt it felt like it felt like ugh, like when you watch like, you know, um say like a Wolverine origin story or like, you know, a Superman origin story, it's like it makes you want to grow and be like, yo, hit me up in thirty years when you catch up to where I left, last left these characters, and that's how I felt watching Venom a little bit. Was that, you know, like I love it, but if you're starting here and this is your pace, good lord, it's gonna take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stefan. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> just to um, stay fresh. What What would you do to to, to make this this movie better, and not just like hire a different director, hire a different oh, writer? You know, man. Like, just, what What would you have done? <laughs> Can you say uh, anything specifically? Yeah, before I answer that, I did want to add to my last answer. Seeing J. Joma, J. Jo, or seeing John Jameson and early in the opening was cool. It would have been cool to see him a little bit longer with the possessed by the symbiote throughout the film instead of like an Asian woman, then another Asian woman on a fucking airplane all of a sudden. It's like what the fuck. Um, and then and then the first time he kind of like cowers away when that woman gets extorted by that gangster dude. That was a cool scene. Um, just to add to those things that I did like, and there was other things I did like, but I have glossed over them. Um, but to to make the film better in 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 what you're talking about and the ways that you're talking about, I think. Overall, the Eddie Brock performance needed to be like stronger and less derpy throughout the whole thing. He was such a fucking like at times he was really like a really uh, sympathetic kind of dope. And then other times he was just a dope, like just like a bumbling idiot. It felt like the mask at times. It felt like a remake. Like a I heard remake. that. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, interesting. That, that's exactly what it felt like to me. Um and uh, and for the Venom fighting scenes, I felt like the fighting scenes were like really well shot and planned out, but the actual actions of Venom were really bland, I think, because of the PG-13 rating. He was just like grabbing dudes and throwing them, swatting them and throwing them and grabbing them. Like, I wanted to see him fucking like smash a claw through somebody, like even X-Men 2 Wolverine status, like just show the claw go in no blood and come out or something. A little bit more of that kind of thing, or just like more creative, more inventive things. Like we're seeing Venom. I, I, as much as I didn't really enjoy the movie as a whole, it's interesting to see how a Venom movie plays out. And I was just like, I felt like the fight scenes needed a little bit more inventiveness. With the CG already, like let him use that fucking 
you know, that the weird phalanges and shit. Make three or four heads pop out like that Venomverse shit and like, I don't know, just get really weird with it. But they kind of seem to just like stay in, you know, like mid 80s wrestling territory with some of his maneuvers. (laughs) (laughs) So and then and then I think, you know, like I like the comedy bits. I get it's kind of like it really felt like it was geared more towards like the eighth grade demographic as opposed to like, you know, eighth grade to like 20 mid to late 20s rather than like anybody in their 30s or some something you know it felt so i was i feel like they should i don't know i maybe it's just a subjective sense of humor thing but i feel like quit reaching for so many laughs and and uh because i I, the only times i laughed in this movie i think were times when i wasn't supposed to and it was like (laughs) you know like the jokes i was like ah i guess i mean it's kind of funny you know and you know there were there were moments for sure but overall i'm just like you know quit for my taste, I quit trying to shove your sense of humor down my throat. And, you know, I think what's going to be funnier is just like the kind of like the way this alien symbiote reacts to like this realistic world he's now in. You know what I mean? Not so much like wacky fish out of water kind of stuff, but just even in fights, even in encounters and stuff like that. How, you know, I don't know. You could have done you could have done stuff that wasn't didn't feel so forced is, is what I guess I'm saying. So. Um, I feel maybe even like I don't know, get Patton Oswald in there to write some punch up or fucking don't don't tread deep waters with your comedy. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure there's you know one thing that really bugs me in as much as Riot was like a little bit different color and looked a little bit different. I'm really sick and tired of movies, especially comic book movies, where the main hero ultimately has to face himself or a version of himself, and that w- didn't really stemmed to be that didn't really seem to be the case overall in this instance because they were very clearly divided and represented but at the same time it looked exactly like venom and he's just fighting himself when they you know you saw that the cheetah yellow and black kind of color one like get one of the more colorful ones or something that's I what know. i wanted to mix yeah. it up a little bit more because then it's just really drab blue and you know like blue and dark tones and gold and like bright white light everywhere and there's just like you know, a lot going on screen, but it's really kind of muddy. Anyway, I'm sure I could go on forever, but I guess those are my notes for Venom. All right, Maddie. Um, I'm just gonna say, where do f- you got to put Spider-Man in this shit, dude? It just makes <laughs> sense. Uh, if you yeah. do- can't get Spider-Man, at least have Eddie Brock hate Peter Parker. I'm with Bowdage on it. You got to have that Peter Parker influence, even if we're not going to see him for like, maybe we'll see him in the next film. Maybe it's going to be the third film or something. Maybe we'll get a maximum carnage film or some shit. Um, but you like you, I have to be in the Marvel universe, not like the MCU, not that separate thing, but drop me in the comic book, man. You know, yeah. like I agree with Boundage, like going over to J. Jonah Jameson, him like seeing a different side of him, not yelling at Peter Parker so much, but being worried about his son. You know, like, it's crash-landed, dude. Like, I want to see his reaction. That's it. Mm-hmm. I did like that they added that, because I was like, is Jameson even going to be on this fucking spaceship? Like, what the fuck yeah. am I getting ready to watch? And then they said it, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. You got me. Here we go. Um, but I just really think the lack of Peter Parker and Eddie Brock kind of having a little bit of a grudge against Peter Parker for him losing his job or whatever would have been key dude just for him to like like Bowdoin said just like fucking looking at his tweet uh, his his twitter account and being like oh parker's fucking at it again getting those good ass spider-man shots you know something <laughs> like that i don't know it's just like 
um, I think that would have been. Uh, I think that would have added a lot to it. Um, I think that's one thing that the Marvel movies do so well is like there's little hints everywhere, you know, and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's like Thor's hammer back there. Oh my god, what's it doing there? I need to know. <laughs> but there was none of that. Um, it, something else, like I agree with, like him fighting himself bullshit, even though that the riot was bigger and stronger. But I would have liked because what hap- what I thought was cool is when riot swallows venom and tom hardy and they become like a super venom and i was like holy fuck man this is pretty sick and then it like it's over it's like oh wait what's happening i don't know really know what's going on right now but it would have been cooler if they would have those other symbiotes and they're like oh man venom's actually stronger than we thought because he's got like a really good host oh my god we gotta join up wouldn't that have been sick shit that'd have been great yeah it's like i don't like who i don't know i mean i just think I mean, I guess there's, like, a budget or whatever to these Marvel films at this point. <laughs> but I feel like they just throw money at them now. So it's like... It you feel couldn't like have just... times. But I agree. I think adding other colorful symbiotes in there and stuff like that would have been cool. Um, I just thought Tom Hardy's performance was pretty lackluster. And I think he just needs strong people to work off of and mm-hmm. maybe care about what he's doing. I mean, because he's even says, like, my son loves the character. That's why I did it. Yeah. It's not like he's like, man, I really am into this character. He didn't seem to give a fuck. And I was yeah. kind of worried about him through the whole movie. I was like, man, is he okay? He's really just like kind of phoning it in. Is he like depressed or something? Somebody need to talk I to I mean, him? it feels like he I'm had really good Tom. days in certain scenes. And then other days he's like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> he probably and saw the, the production Williams running away was, from him. Yeah. And I thought Michelle Williams was just like oh, was just standing there. Yeah. They made her and too similar to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And then Jenny no, Slate, love know. her. She's in great indie films. She was terrible in this. Oh, yeah. I Also, Riz Ahmed, man, that dude, oh, he can act. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was good. He's really good in this movie. I did not. Uh, he's not sinister yeah. at all. Uh, I don't I buy him as being, like, an evil scientist. <laughs> I, I, I thought his performance was the strongest in the movie, though. I didn't think anybody. I, it was I did. pretty. It was stronger than Tom Hardy's for sure, but it was a little. I just. I was like, oh, this guy's so much better than this. And it, it felt like Michael script Keaton and like what he had, but maybe he needs more to chew on. Yeah, it felt like Michael Keaton in a RoboCop remake, to me. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, he's doing his job. <laughs> also, one other thing, man. I want to see the fucking spider on his chest, dude. It's oh, just like yeah, classic for sure. venom. And it yeah. just looks so, just like not having it was like, why even make this movie? Yeah, I don't yeah, see why they true. couldn't why have done not? something in terms of patterns. Let me let me ask you, like, and from a comic book history perspective, am I right in assuming that Eddie Brock gets this symbiote traditionally and then like sees Spider-Man jumping around is like, well, fuck this, and then puts a spider on his own chest and then so, runs around? No, uh, officially the Venom suit like attaches to Peter Parker and his Spider-Man suit. And he just wears it because he's like, oh, Peter Parker likes this. And he's just using Peter Parker and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, then he's trying to turn Peter Parker bad because, you know, we've all seen Spider-Man three. It pretty much plays out like that, but it's not as bad. <laughs> Minus a jazz and then, dance. Yeah. And then Peter, everyone's like, Peter, you're being a bit of an asshole. And he's like, you're right. I got to change things. I'm going to go up to this bell tower because somehow I figure out the Venom doesn't and it like falls on Eddie. Yes. Yeah. And. Um, that is, I don't, I didn't, I don't need these things to play out exactly like that. So, but I feel at some point we have to see Tom Holland as like evil Spider-Man. Cause like, I want to see that. That's a huge part Cause that, of that kid is great as Spider-Man, right? That's who he is. That's, that's Venom. You know, that's, 
So at some point, Venom's going to have to leave Eddie, which I guess will make Eddie mad at Peter at some point if they try to combine these universes. Or at this point, just like, fuck it, give me a new Spider-Man, dude. Or bring Andrew Garfield back. Be like, oh, hey, remember? <laughs> yeah. I was in Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like funny. at that point, it's like, I don't know. I mean, they're doing into the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, man. Give me all the Spider-Man movies. I don't give a shit. Spider-Ham. I'll tell you what, I saw that little animated preview at the very end of okay. Venom, and I realized, like, this may be the most highly anticipated superhero movie for me. It looks that, amazing. That I've, it's been some time. Like, I've always enjoyed Spider-Man as a character, and seeing it done, like, you know what I mean? Like, whenever they really show Spider-Man as a kid, it, like, like it resonates with me. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. he's, he's not 35 years old Australian hunk. You know what I mean? Like, this <laughs> motherfucker is, like... <laughs> you know, could, he he could not get into an R-rated movie. That is Spider-Man, you know. And <laughs> and seeing that again in New York, ah, I don't know. I'm into it. I'm into it. Looking forward. Well, I mean, that's why I like uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming so much. Like the more I watch that, and he's just like a nerd. He can't get girls. He's like building a fucking Lego Death Star with his best friend. His friend's wearing a <laughs> Spider-Man mask. Like that's what you share with your best friend, dude. I mean, yeah, you got to keep it secret for a little while, but then he finds out. So sure, man, you can wear my mask. Why not? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I've, just like, I feel like with Venom, at some point, Sony should have went, hey, Marvel, I know this is your property. Help us. And then they should have had a guy walk in and be like, you should change these. Well, anyway, we're throwing this script out. Here's the new one we wrote just on the side because we knew you guys were going to fuck this up. I don't know, man. Just uh, Marvel makes good movies, and they're always like, even if it's like not your favorite character, you don't care about them. I always walk out feeling good and like I watched a good movie. Like, they've cracked the code, man. It's done. Nolan did it with The Dark Knight. He's like, this is how you make a comic book movie. And the Marvel's like, we're going to make it fun and not so dark. And it's like, why are we still making bad superhero movies? Why? <laughs> it's been cracked, man. They've done it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're still figuring this shit out. We, we're not watching Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even the Marvel TV shows are good. Get one of those motherfuckers who writes one of those episodes. <laughs> I does, didn't think I'd like Iron Fist too, but I fucking love that shit. It does feel a bit out of time. Like, the whole, yeah. like, it's from 2004. Like, that's pretty much a, a that's a valid comment. Yeah. It's like, it's you know. years you, too late. You've done, you, you've, yeah, like Maddie said, they've, they've figured out how to make a good one. And there's so many examples now of good ones. And they go and do this and, like, like I thought it was fine, but I can totally understand people hating it because it's just it's just not up to par with everything else. It's really not. Um, but as for like what I'd do to make it better specifically, other than that, like ending on "We Are Venom," I think that there was like just a lot of missed opportunities with. Not that every hero should be so have so much internal struggle, but this really this is an evil voice in his head, you know. And I, I feel like there could have been more. Like, sometimes Venom's right, sometimes Venom's not right, right. and Tom Hardy is having to... There should have been more, like, Morality. moral choice and action based purely <sighs> on that inner struggle. That's what I want. And him having to deal with that. I mean, that, to me, that, that seems to be kind of the core. Just laying down the ground rules, that scene, I was just like, come on. Like, there should have been a lot more of, like, this is a fucking alien murderer from another yeah, fucking yeah, planet. Yeah. There should have been a lot more like, but I want to, but you can't. Why can't I? You know, there should have been so much more of that, but it's just like, okay, guess I will. Right, right, right. You know, I like her. You're like, what the fuck, dude? 
Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a little bit a little bit too much, I think. But yeah, like it should be a little bit like ambiguous, like morally ambiguous as well. Ultimately, bad, I guess, because it's Venom. But uh, like a little bit more ambiguous as like, okay, Venom helped out this time. Venom <coughs> definitely is killing people now. You know, like it should have been should have played a little bit more in that play uh, playground. Yeah. Right, like amoral, like not necessarily evil, just like mm-hmm. just does not give a shit about life. You know what I mean? Like back of the anti-hero. Yeah. It's it, it required a lot. And I actually have one plot question that I don't I don't know if if it was me or if it was just the movie, but what was Riot trying to do with that launch at the end? What was his goal exactly? I don't know. To bring the rest of them. Yeah. To bring the rest of them. That was the whole point, is they were going to bring the entire planet of dudes back to Earth and be like, this is ours now. Right. And there wasn't like some great scene showing that really showed Venom itself making a kind of uh, decision like, oh, I really do like Earth. You know, said, I like this place. I'm sticking around. uh, He just says that, and there's no real like scene that really shows that. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty weak as well. So yeah. And then that one scene where he's like, "What are we having for dinner?" And he's like, "Tater tots and chocolate." But before, it's like this dude had to eat like living flesh almost. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what's the like? Is this gonna sustain Venom, or is he still feeding off of Eddie Brock?" Like, it almost got like too like it was trying to get too real. And it's like I don't need to know that Venom's feeding off of Eddie. Like I don't need to know that. He just needs to attach himself. That's how this works. You know, it's like... And take away... They're talking about his liver or some shit, right? I just thought it was like a dumb plot point. Like, oh, it's going to end their somewhat weird friendship that they have? Like, what? I don't know. I just... uh, I don't know. I just... in a That's just like something you don't need. I mean, I don't know if that was like rewritten in a current comic where they're like, what if this was like... You know, like when Alan Moore wrote Swamp Thing and it was like, it's actually not a man. It's like... Uh, like you know the swamps version of a man or whatever like that shit's cool but that's alan moore writing swamp thing you know um but i was just like what the fuck is this i don't care man just attach and let's get some venom action going on (laughs) this is pg-13 i'm supposed to have fun that's what a marvel movie is right no apparently it's not we're trying to make the dark knight with venom fuck off (laughs) i don't think it was that that deep at all um all right, cool. All right, so next question. <clears throat> Bowditch, what did you think of Woody's ginger fro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. Uh, really, really ridiculous. And, like, if you're not going to show me, like, not even a little taste of uh, uh who you are for real yeah exactly you know what i mean you're not gonna eat nothing but just when i'm sitting there in that crazy wig like that's all i get like i mean the cool part is it's it's woody the best part about that wig is the head that it's on yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make it work yeah right that's how i feel nice all right uh <laughs> stefan uh, he did a pretty good performance there for just that little bit. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. The line was fucking ridiculous. The fro itself could have been a little shorter, I think. They could have even yeah, yeah. they could have even used Woody's hair, let him grow out his little horseshoe a little bit and red that up, and that would have been kind of cool. The wig itself was uh, carrot toppy for sure. Matter? Carrot top like. All right, so I'm going to get into something. So this ship crashes, right? 
they're pulling out these symbiotes. One of them gets on one of the uh, Asian ladies and falls its way back. So sub thing happening, another symbiote gets loose. It's red in color, and it creeps off, jumps into a rabbit, fucking snake. I don't give a shit. This happens in the seconds of everything happening, the one attaching itself to we're just getting back and forth. We don't know what's going on. We don't see it. Right. You've forgotten about it at this point. Somehow it's attached itself to Venom. We could do another scene where you see it again, something. So when Eddie Brock's in there, Carnage, the symbiote, detaches itself and starts crawling towards Cletus Cassidy at the very end. Sick, right? I know. Why didn't we get that fucking scene, man? Like, how the fuck is he going to become Carnage in a jail cell? Where is this other symbiote going to come from? You already and have how does no he know come to Earth. that he's going to be Carnage? Is that just something he says? It's just something Ooh, he said. baby. I mean, because, that like, when I get it's out funny because, like, I he went to talk with some that. friends he's who... Just, he's obsessed with that word Carnage. He just... Dictionary word of the day. Like, they should, we have a computer lab. He's just like, all oh, Carnage this, Carnage that, so... Uh, <laughs> take his anyway, I saw it with a friend, and uh, I saw it with two friends, and one of them was like, who was Woody Harrelson at the end of that? So people don't know... Who Carnage is. Right. Even him saying that line didn't give it away to some people. Right, right, right. So I think That's having true. a little symbiote, something, crawl towards Cletus Cassidy would have been sick. Because then someone would, you might not have known it was Carnage, but you would have known, that audience would have known that he is going to become something like Venom. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or you could have had the, the homies, like, company's logo on you know one of the guards uniforms in the jail or something like oh shit oh yeah, no there's yeah. a connection you know you definitely yeah. could have winked or, or laid like, in you know when he says like we lost the other symb- symbiotes and he's like apologizing to riot um and right. it's like at no point like at some point you could be like well we saved that like you know one still like hanging on and you're like Dormant. in my head and maddie's nerd head would have went oh shit that's carnage i bet <laughs> you know, like I pick up on those little things, man. That's what I watch these Marvel movies for. But like Bowser said, they ain't dropping those. They ain't dropping those every now and again. Um, I don't. I didn't mind it, man. I mean, I think it was like, it's like when I saw him, I was like, oh, that looks ridiculous. And then I remember opening up Maximum Carnage when he's in that fucking straight jacket and they're pushing him out, and it's like that full panel with all the like the bubbles and stuff, and he had that crazy red hair, and I was like, this is the most Venom thing I've seen in this Venom movie. <laughs> Yeah. It's like they're just playing it up, man. They're like going for it, and I was like, you know, and I was like, what? Like, I was just saying, Woody Harrelson's gonna pull that shit off. You're laughing now, but when he's murdering people left and right in a PG-13 movie, by the way, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have Carnage show up. Um, he's gonna he's he's gonna rock it, and I'm sure his voice is gonna sound fucking sick as Carnage too. But I, I liked it. I liked that it kind of played up the comic booky aspect of like that character because that character is over the top and does look like Carrot Top, so it's fine. <laughs> it did come off a bit like like a little bit too long, but I guess I forgot how long it was in the comics. But uh, it's just like it just feels like Woody should just always be bald at this point, and like I can just imagine he used to have uh, red hair. So I don't know. I thought it was a bit. That this hair, the hair itself was a bit silly. The line was silly. Um, very excited to see um, the inevitable sequel with him as Carnage, though. I think he'll pull that off really well. And it's kind of cool that Woody's finally, you know, putting his hat in the ring for uh, 
for a, you know a comic book movie so that's kind of fun i mean woody harrelson for me is one of those actors i'll see anything that he's in pretty much so uh yeah i mean it could have been much better like the rest of the movie but eh, it was fine <laughs> it's all right <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay all right uh we're almost done here but uh just uh i had a question so the next question would be, uh, so out of the bad superhero movies in this list, Suicide Squad, the first Ghost Rider, Daredevil, and Elektra, where does Venom rank? Oh, wow. Oh, for me, I think it's the best one of all of those easily. <laughs> that, Hands down. That's great. <laughs> any, uh, any reason why? I mean, I legitimately enjoyed myself watching Venom. I mean, I... I I mean, that Ben Affleck, I don't know if it's Elektra or Daredevil, one of those, like, even as a kid, I remember just being like, oh, my, this is, <laughs> this is, this is not what needs to be happening here. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it just, it just felt wrong. Like, for, you can see the poster for those movies and know that, like, this is not it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, uh, who was it? Oh, Stefan. Yeah, I agree. It it is it is much more enjoyable to watch, I'd say, for certain reasons than any of those movies that you listed. Those are all really terrible. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. I thought you would say I think it's it's on, to one me of it's on better. par with Spawn. To me, I think this is this is like Spawn light. McFarlane again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, Maddie. That same, oh, sorry. Uh I mean, yeah, Venom's the better movie. I mean, it's I mean, it's taking a little bit of what we've learned with comic book movies and applying it to that same like that same realm of film. Um, so yeah, it definitely succeeds in that. And I just think for you know, it's fucking great to see Venom on the big screen, dude. Like done a little bit yeah. of justice to him. He's like big in it. He's terrifying looking. I mean, yeah, some of the design could have been a little better, but looked better than the fucking uh, Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, that Ghost Rider movie, the thing that's always bugged me about it is that Ghost Rider's head is too small. Yeah. <laughs> when he goes Ghost Rider mode, they're just like, oh, yeah, skeletons Peanut are smaller head. than your body. It's like, yeah, but you got to compensate for that shit because it's a comic book character. And that's what they got right in Spirit of Vengeance because he looks fucking sick as hell in that movie. Spirit of Vengeance is dope. <laughs> All right. For what but is. if I had to choose Venom or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Much better. Well, yeah, that's why I, I know you love that movie, so I wanted to be specific about the first Ghost Rider. Yeah, in the, the first ranking. Ghost Rider is fucking trash, but it's like the director and ugh. yeah, Steven ugh. Summer. Oh no, who was it? Uh, what is it? Mark Steven Johnson or whatever, because yeah, he Mark did Daredevil yeah. before yeah. that, and then they gave him Ghost Rider. Like that was a good idea. Oh, he's ugh. terrible. Steven Summer sucks too. Yeah, Van Helsing. Ugh. I never saw Van Helsing. Don't. I gotta say, uh, yeah, I gotta say that I also. Well, you probably saw this coming, but yeah, Venom is better than all these. I was, I was expecting you guys to say one of these is better than. Uh, I guess you guys didn't hate it as much as I was. Nah, those are all anticipating. Really well, which, which one? Which one would you better. think would be even a challenger? Name one of those movies that like. I gotta say, I remember walking out of Elektra not hating it. Elektra's better than Daredevil. Yeah, I remembered like I was. Just, it was. It was like, all right, you know, it was like another one of those, like runner up, yeah. I like one of those, one of those, you know. If you separate it from the comic, that's kind of a weird, like live action anime. Yeah, I mean, they're all really bad, but uh, 
for some reason, Electra is a little bit better, but Venom is better than all, all of these in this list. Oh, I'll say one thing I really liked about the movie, too. I thought Venom's voice was pretty sick. Yeah, Venom's Like, I wasn't voice. like, yeah, oh, this like is fucking oh, terrible. I wanted to say something, too, uh, 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 you know, jumping off of that. Being from the South, I really don't, I can't really tell if that's a bad New York accent or not. I, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm sorry. I can't, fu- I don't fucking know that accent that <laughs> well. I think, okay. to me, I'm just like, I watch a trailer and I'm like, that is a perfect Brooklyn accent, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and then everybody online, everybody hey. online is like, that. what accent is that? And I'm like, it's Brooklyn, right? Like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> fucking know, dude. I lost my damn job over a slice of pizza over here. <laughs> my girl, she don't love me no more. Got a monster up my ass. There were like, a couple of times when he was just like, like really like forcing <laughs> something, some kind of aspect of his performance out when he'd get that really raspy, like Danny DeVito kind of thing going on. Yeah. Be like, yo, bro, like your scene for this amount of energy was like two days ago. Why now <laughs> do you look like you're so fucking constipated? You got a monster up your ass. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck, Tom Hardy? Like, he's on drugs or something right now. This is drug money, baby. Supporting habits. We're talking about the man uh, who, you know, merely that didn't, was, didn't adopt the darkness, you know. He was born in it. He was born in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the better performance? I'll fucking take Tom Hardy Bane over Tom Hardy Venom. Well, that's Hands Nolan, too. That's like a whole other level. That aside, performance and everything, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, Ruben Flesher is just like, you know, just be Tom Hardy. You know, you are Eddie Brock. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just do that. It does seem like bad directing, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, and he I was don't know what was going on. Too. That's what it looked like. When they're, everybody in the movie is like, you look like shit. I'm like, that's not makeup, man. Like, somebody get this dude a bottle of water. Something's not right. <laughs> Very alarming. That's how I feel about fucking Magneto in the Dark Phoenix trailer. It's like, what happened (laughs) with this actor? He looks like shit. Fucking got him. And does not look like makeup either. Exactly. Just to finish the goddamn X Men movies, but they're they're making new ones. Why do we got to do this? Fast wants out, dude. He's like, god damn it, these aren't good. I want out. (laughs) I'm out, baby. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's just one more question, and then we're doing the final uh, indeeds. And by the way, Bowditch, indeeds, there's just like stars uh, t- out of ten. Why do you think this movie has audiences split? It had such a huge box office, but such a terrible Rotten Tomatoes score. It made $240 million worldwide and $80 million uh, domestic. It was the number one October opening of all time. And uh, it's really not a great movie. So uh, what do you think is going on here, uh, uh, Bowditch? I think that this is a genre picture, you know, superhero capes, if you will. And movies like this uh, traditionally haven't always been good, but they've always made a shit ton of money. And it's just that since these movies have kind of become mainstream product, I think now the standards have gone up and up and up and up and up. And so people are looking at this movie and judging it through a lens of, you know, 10 years in, 15 mm-hmm. years into the superhero film canon, you know, and like, what reflexively is this even saying about, and it's like, ah, no, this movie is about some dude from space who comes around and like beats people up and like, you know, like <laughs> we know around any corner, Spider-Man is about to pop out. Like we know, space, it, we can feel space. it, you know, like yeah. exactly. Like, like, and that's what it was. And like, you know what it was? It fucking delivered. Like in the trailer it was like, this is a character that, you know, 
and we're going to show him doing what he does. And then people went to see it, and when they left, they told their homies, yo, they, they, we're not lying. He does his things. Like, it's real. And so, case closed. You know what I mean? People want, that's that's what people, it's like that shit from Mo Better Blues. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Wesley Snipes basically says to Denzel, like, that's bullshit. Like, you're playing on this high-minded bullshit. If you play the shit that people like, people mm-hmm. will come. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. If you do the shit that people will like, they will line the fuck up, and they will be if you in build here. It. They will come. Yeah. Exactly. You know. What and I mean? the second yeah. you say Venom, people are like, I "Already pre-ordered my tickets." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, if, and if it would have been whack, it wouldn't have made eighty million. If it was whack, yeah. it would have made like two million on previews on Thursday, and then week Thursday, week Friday, week Saturday, and zero Sunday. You know, like that's not what happened. Yeah. I mean, I I had to get on Twitter. I had to be like, "Attention, world! Like, let it be known, I'm a Venom truther." Like I think, like, <laughs> like, like, I think this movie. Like I think Fuck this movie. Is, born shit. Right. Like I think this movie is good. <laughs> you know, like and yeah. So I think I think that's that's the difference. People judging it through a uh, judging it through a, a metatextual lens instead of what for what it is. You know, like a faithful adaptation of source material that people have been hungry for for a long time. All Very right, well Stephen. said. Very well said. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think, um, <coughs> hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, you can hear me? Okay. Oh, well, ask me the question again. Sorry, just refresh my memory. Okay, so the movie has audiences split, and also there's a huge difference between the Rotten Tomatoes score being 31% with the critics, but then it makes 80 million domestic, 240 million worldwide. Yeah. So why why do you think this movie is so uh, polarizing with people? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, we're entering. Ter- I think to kind of what Bowditch is just saying, like we're in a place where really these comic book movies don't have to be good necessarily. I was saying this on an early episode to be bankable or profitable or even a hit. You know what I mean? Like the critics will have what they have to say, but really, I think Venom is a badge of honor for a lot of people. And it does deliver on some when Venom does finally arrive, you're like, okay, cool. Now we're doing something now, you know, at least there's Venom on the big screen. Like we live in that age now, Deadpool movies, not the biggest fan, but I'm like really happy that we're at this point, say it all the time. Um, And I think that, yeah. And I think that the more mainstream audience that isn't so hung up on the things that me being like a film school guy, it gets hung up on, you know, people who don't think that same way i think it's probably a really fun ride for them and it's just already that the money that it made venom 2 is coming and we got carnage coming so you know for my money the the band-aid has been ripped off let's go like i just you know ready to heal now <laughs> <laughs> all right maddie all right, so I think you got to look at critics as like they're watching shit tons of movies all the time, and they don't like the movies they're watching probably ninety percent of the time. They have probably like a like a film that they really like, and they got to go watch Venom, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're probably not going to enjoy it, you know. I feel like <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah. Um, I think you have that person who's probably just a movie critic who watches film all the time, all the time, all the time. Is taking in indie films, taking in whatever else to, you know, keep current so people can like go to his, his blog, his Twitter, blah blah blah. You got to make that cash. So Venom's not for them. Venom is for Venom fans. Or if you've seen Venom once in like the '90s cartoon, you're like, who the fuck is that? And you're like, oh, that's Venom. Oh, cool. That guy's big. 
He's going to beat the shit out of Spider-Man? What, Spider-Man had the suit on before him? What is happening? i gotta go pick up some <laughs> comics. And then you're just reading that shit over and over again. Like, dude, Lethal Protector, you got to pick that shit up. Let me put this in your hands, bro. That dude reads it, <laughs> passing it on. And it keeps going and building. And then Spider-Man 3 comes out, and you're like, yes, it's Venom time. And then you get Venom, and you're like, that's not Venom. But then you see this trailer, you see Venom for the first time, and you're like, all right, we're getting a little closer, and maybe this is the worst he looks in it. I gotta go see it. That's it, man. That's how it works. People just want to see Venom. And they definitely did work on what the initial, the leaked footage we saw with the face and everything. It seems like they went back and they're like, all right, people are going to want something a little more recognizable. Yeah, I mean, I didn't super mind the face as yeah. much as I think I did the first I thought the end around. product, actually. That's the true. Per- the personality that was conveyed out of out of Venom was pretty good, to be fair. In terms of CG and everything, it was pretty fun to watch. I think there's a couple things going on here. Um, one, uh, to speak to the box office, it's... Uh, I mean, it's it's following Marvel, of course. It is a Marvel film. And I like how big it was not in association with. That was great. Yeah, in association with. <laughs> not so we're big. not we're in association with Marvel, but we're not real Marvel. Yeah, yeah I did. Y'all need that to as get well. in bed together. Work some shit out. Come on. But it's also like sort of our scarier horror, you know, no, monstery type of thing. It's but a, no, but you know, more than most other fucking Marvel shit, and it comes out in October. Yeah, it's the timing with that. Should've leaned more into the horror. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I I think that that really uh, probably pushed it, the box office over the edge. I mean, they said it it uh, broke even their expectations. So uh, I think that's what happened with the box office. As for with the critics, I mean, the critics are just critics in the sense like that they're a lot of them is probably this isn't even their kind of movie. Even if they're judging it based on other movies in the genre. It's just not up to par. I think anybody, almost everybody, will pretty much agree with that. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any kind of weird activity there. I think it, the only the only weird activity is just just it's just kind of crazy that the movie had there's there's been so many stories about how Rotten Tomatoes is affecting box office mm-hmm. over the past few years. Yeah. They say 2016 was the tipping point where really you could really see a correlation. Mm-hmm. Now it's like people don't give a shit. It's like swinging back, and I actually think that's ultimately a good thing. And uh, we shouldn't live our lives by Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Totally. I would. I think there's something else going on. It's not just Rotten Tomatoes. I think the rise of international models of of, of seeing films like uh, the subscription model, which they do in Europe, which we now have with MoviePass and AMC A-List, things like that, where you pay a flat fee. And you can see all the moves you want. There's no right. fucking way I would have seen Venom in the theater <laughs> if I did not have this pass. There's no way I would have seen, you know, shit, Hellfest. I saw Hellfest in the Oh, theater. my God. Okay. Yes. Was that good? You know what I mean? Like, no, it's exactly, it's exactly what you thought it was. Uh, it's, but like, I think I'm going to have a good time. With, with this, with this, yeah, I had a good time. With this pass, though, like, I'll go see a movie, which means that like, when I saw that shit for Venom, I was like, oh, I will definitely be seeing that. Like one hundred percent. I think, you know, now there's not, not an insignificant amount of people who will, you know, they'll take a chance. They'll go. They'll go to a movie. And that's true. I can see that. I went at noon. Yeah. I, it was I think less. <laughs> this is sort of a tangent topic, but I, I do think that there's a lot of. It seems like a lot of people don't understand the kind of person that a movie critic is. They're like, how can the 
how can the um the 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 reviews be so different with critics than they are with regular people? And it's like I have yeah. this image in my head of a movie critic. It's some dude going to see indie films in the Angelica in Manhattan that fucking loves watching Joan He's of Arc, the silent film, things. every fucking day, and Ingmar Bergman, Von Trier, and then they go see fucking Venom, <laughs> and they're like, thumbs down. It's like, I know this person, I weep man. I for the, wor- the future. Yeah. That's too academic. They're not even doing that. People that think of, like, the <laughs> dramaturge of all of this, and, you know, it's, 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 it's like you... People, I feel like a lot of people that see Rotten Tomatoes and they see the score and they're like, how can it be? Yeah. And it's like, bro, do you know what a film critic is like? It's yeah. definitely on, not man. Catwoman bad. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. No, that's, no. It's, that's some bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were saying it's that bad. People were like, yo, it's that bad. Yo, it's that that's bad. like the and first. Was, <laughs> sorry, the guy who wrote that is like the first guy in line for the first iPhone. When he walks out of that line, smug as fuck. I got to <laughs> say first how it was. And you're just like, fuck you, buddy. Was not Catwoman <laughs> bad? Don't you and Holly Berry sit on that bus stop and shut up? A lot of those fucking critics are gonna feel, you know, like piece total dipshits now because if they didn't have like an actual take that they thought about and was real about why they didn't like that movie, they was like, yeah, it was shit. And then it makes a bajillion dollars. I'm like, well, now the Venom amusement park is in its ten year <laughs> operation. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna feel pretty fucking stupid, you know? So like, I'm not following that, that Twitter anymore. <laughs> right. I don't know that. A lot of people actually felt as heated as they appeared online. Right. You know, I feel like it was a bit of a dog pile because having seen the movie, I just, I just, it, it wasn't offensive. Even if you didn't like it, it wasn't poorly made. You know, That's like you, what you could understand what was happening. Like it made sense. Like you're like, oh, okay, this is the villain. This is what he wants. Oh, this is how they're related. Like you know, you were, I wasn't lost. You know, like I hear the sound was good. You know, like. <laughs> this is a low bar here, but I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm feeling the same way. You didn't walk out enraged. Yeah. No, I didn't even walk out. I walked out confused. Like, I, <laughs> what? What? That was like your stand better than average Netflix fare, which is like uh, as good as you can hope for in a movie theater. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. what? Why you would be so angry? You have to type in all caps. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we're at the final uh, stretch here, so uh, Bowditch, out of 10, how many Indeeds do you give Venom? I give Venom 7 Indeed. Damn! That Jeez. is a high score, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Wow. I think it's better than almost all those Spider-Man movies. Like, <laughs> Holy it is, shit! It is better than The Amazing Spider-Man, actually. I'll give it that. Oh, no, dude, watchable. I would much rather... It's better than Amazing Spider-Man 2, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I agree with but Maddie. I think Amazing Spider-Man fucking... 1's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first one was all right. All right. Okay, cool. Anything else, Bowditch? Uh, no, just... Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, if, let me tell you something. With this movie pass and now this <laughs> AMC shit, I, have, I go to the movies now. Like, I see... Like, yeah, yeah. I've, you wouldn't believe what I've seen in theaters. Like, I, I see it. If it's out, I'll see it. And, like... <laughs> I've seen bad movies. Like I've turned, to, I turned to my brother and been like, "Yo, if it, if this place didn't have air conditioning, we would be out of here." But this boat, hey, Balich. By the way, I, <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been like looking into Sega Saturn games just to see what's out there with the collecting and the hidden gems and all that. I asked your brother on Facebook, "What's what's uh, what's uh, you don't mean any good uh, uh, Sega Saturn hidden gems?" And he fucking responds immediately with a list of like four or five. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course. That's just that's a shit. You got a comic book guy about comics, like that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge retro gamer, man. Definitely. 
All right. Uh, so, Stefan, Indeeds. I'm out of Indeeds on this one. I'll just have to say there were parts that I enjoyed. It was cool seeing Venom on screen. Uh, like I said, Lady Venom was not bad to look at. I could take one of those spinoffs. <laughs> Um, but I did enjoy the trailers before this movie more than the actual movie as a whole. I felt like it could have been easily 40 minutes shorter. And, uh, 40? 25. <laughs> that that well, fucking chase scene. It could have been that 25 minutes shorter. Motorcycled I, I, I found my, Yeah. I found myself squirming a lot more than I really wanted to, and I didn't laugh at a lot of the funny stuff, but it was cool seeing Venom on screen. So out of the whole damn thing, I'm going to give it a 5.5. <laughs> That's better than what I was expecting. Yeah, All right. for sure. I'm pretty neutral. I'm pretty mid mid level here. I'm like I could take it or leave it. I only gave it the point five because of the little parts that I mentioned that were decent. All right, Maddie. All right, I'm just gonna say should should have had Spider Man in it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but I need I want that I want that award. I want that story, man. I needs it on the big screen. But uh, I'm just gonna give it a I'll give it a four point five out of ten. There was stuff I enjoyed, um, like re- uh, reading the Lethal Protector comic. Like it follows it a little bit, and it was kind of fun to see some of that stuff. Like them try to go that direction with it, and I like when I've read like the source material and they like they throw bits and pieces into it. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, man, just four point five out of ten. Fair I don't enough. Know what else to say? That's right. called a fair enough. Well, after after watching this and not hating it and, wa- and walking out being like uh, kind of okay with it, I I kind of felt like it is this am, is this how like horror fans are with horror movies? Like anytime you like, it feels like you know horror fans when they see a horror movie, they're like, all right, I liked it. You know, like are they they there's always something they can find that they like about it. Uh, you know, like the <laughs> horror yeah. movies are my children. That whole thing. Like that's kind of how I'm starting to feel about superhero movies it's just it's just my genre you know so like it it's like even the bad ones i i still find something i i really like about it and i never feel like i waste too much time mm-hmm. watching them unless it's like the fantastic four reboot but like unless it's like you know notoriously bad or something like that but uh anyway as far as indeeds i'm going to give it a a 5.5 as well uh I just went in with super low expectations, and I, you know, it 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 went above that. So, so yeah. And honestly, I feel like I'd watch it at least parts of it again on Netflix or something. I really would. I'd I see mean, it again in the theater. <laughs> Damn, I wouldn't do that. I would. I would watch it again for sure. I'd watch it again. It cost me nothing to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for air conditioning, some snacks. That's yeah. hilarious. I'd I'd watch it again with groups of people for sure. If it was like on and we could like, I mean, if I chop it got up. some beers in front of me and I've at least had two, yeah. put on Venom. If I'm getting, <laughs> I'll watch it again. If I can get a blowjob, I'm already drunk. There's four lines of coke and I'm already tripping. <laughs> but only under those well, circumstances. All right, I only need two beers, so then we can watch Venom <laughs> together. I've had one beer and I'm like, I'm like, man, Bounage has really turned me around. I might go see Venom again. I'm gonna go pay for it. <laughs> He's like, I'm glad I had a fucking friend here for this one, man. He's like, you should have been here Holland for the fucking Pacific this. Rim Two review, dude. We almost killed each other over that one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you're not paying to see it, it really changes how you feel. About yeah, it. for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, if I put in twenty six dollars to see some movie and like, oh, oh, woof, woof. 
Venom 3D IMAX. I might be in jail. It's like getting a free pizza from Domino's when you've racked up all those points. Right, right. It's not the best pizza in the world, but like, what are you gonna do? Throw it away? But it's gonna taste like fucking filet <laughs> no, you're mignon. Eat while that you that shit, man. This pizza. You bite into it. <laughs> you bite into it, and you just hear a voice whisper, "Free." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. I'd give him an so, Oscar. Ballard just goes to sit down. He's like, "Wait, wait for it. Listen, free." <laughs> <sighs> Maddie goes back again and sees it, and he's like, wait, Tom Holland was in this. He's there, there, and there. <laughs> Shit. Spider-Man, background. Oh, my God. Kingpin. Stefan was right. I needed to do all these drugs before I saw it. <laughs> they were, they were totally leading up to the Sinister Six the whole time. Oh, wait, I do I think not. with all the, with the humor, if you were stoned as fuck, like you, uh, you'd probably be fucking dying at some of the Venom lines. I was stoned as fuck. Uh, and you still weren't? No. Nah. Your tolerance is up, though, bro. This movie's not funny. <laughs> oh, I, I was. I, I, had, I had a couple laughs. Yeah, I chuckled. I guffawed. Guffawed. <laughs> All right, oh. Bowditch. Thanks for coming again, man. This has been awesome. You should come yeah. on more often. Hell yeah, yeah, man. dude. Let me know. You know, I got this. I got this movie pass set up. So, like, yeah, if, if something is if something is particularly, ter- I, I tell you what, I'm gonna go see First Man 3D, or whatever whatever the it. IMAX is at the Dome at um uh, Universal City. I'm I'm doing that. Movie nice Pass week. covers that I shit. See that. Oh no, AMC A list. It's an AMC theater. Oh yeah, well, shit, yeah, nice. dude. That's like a thirty dollar ticket, gratis. About <laughs> as I gotta ask real quick. Did, yes. I'm, with that Movie Pass, I know you saw the Predator. Real yes, quick, sir. thoughts. Yes, sir. You know what? I just enjoyed seeing predators on screen running around so much that like i was going to forgive a lot i was like yes thank you your standards have gotten so low because of that fucking ass bro (laughs) yeah exactly i was i was like you know what and it it had a couple funny moments you know but like it also expanded the predator universe a little bit which i liked you know like it's Mm -hmm. it was it was i enjoyed it (laughs) i just wanted to know it's better than venom uh, yeah, I'd much rather watch The Predator over Venom, for sure. It is better than Venom, for sure. So I kind of... Alright, this is Maddie's Hidden Horror Gems. I kind of don't want to give away what these films are about, because one of them is kind of cool when you figure it out. But I feel at this point, it came out a couple years ago. If you ain't seeing it, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. Alright. With that said... Also, if you don't want to know, like, after I say this, what I'm talking about, and you don't want to know what the movies are because you want to be a a little bit surprised, just stop now. All right, I gave you that three count. Here we go. All right, so I just watched this one. It's out on Hulu. I think it came out this week or last week. What is today? Monday? Oh, God. Um, So it's called Pie Wacket. It's directed by Adam McDonald. 2018 release. It's on Hulu. You can watch it right now. It's called a what now? It's called Pie Wacket. Pie wagon. <laughs> and the subgenre we're talking about here are witches. Woo! So, okay. pretty cool little witch movie. You can watch it right now. I'm trying to pick movies that, like, people can watch, like, after they listen to the podcast. But, like, oh, shit, Maddie, Maddie liked this. I'm going to go watch it. Oh, yeah. Because you should listen to me. Going. Pretty good taste in the horror genre. He's not lying. Um, so, um, but, uh, Pie Wacket's just about a girl who's. Her father's dead. She's uh, living with her mom. Her mom can't handle it. They move out to the woods. Her mom says some shit. She can't handle it because she's going through stress too. She's a teenager. You remember those times. She calls the fourth pie wacket, which is like a demon witch. And there are some pretty cool scares. Not super into the way it ended, but I think a lot of people enjoy it. I just feel like the way it ends is kind of like 
just indie films are like well we don't have a budget to do it so we'll just do this kind of ending but i think the ride to the end was great and there are some surprises and some very creepy like just effects in it but it is a slow burn so if you want that witch shit right away you're gonna have to wait all right my next one is from 2006 it's called the woods and this is a more fun movie it's like suspiria but not argento and not taking itself too seriously is like an art film kind of thing it's about a girl who goes to school she thinks her parents are punishing her but oh man she just happens to be a witch and some weird stuff happens bruce campbell cambio uh written directed by lucky mckee he did a really a cool uh movie called may which i also recommend and um he's done other cool films so if you like the woods and you watch may check out his other stuff and my final one it's called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It came out in 2016. It's got Emil Hirsch in it and Brian Cox. Um, very cool movie. Uh, police uh, end up investigating this house that like, you think this guy's just like murdered a bunch of people in, and they find a dead woman in the basement. So mm. Emil Hirsch and his dad, played by Brian Cox, they're autopsy people. So they got to autopsy this girl because they don't know who she is, where she came from. They start opening her up and all this weird, like, weird, like, they find little pouches of things in there. And they're like, what the Whoa. fuck is this? There's, like, written language on the scroll in her and stuff. And it just keeps on amping up and amping up until you're like, oh, my God, I think it's this kind of movie. I think it's this kind of movie. And it's really good. It's directed by Andre Ovridal. That's the best I can do, people. But <laughs> it's really sick. I think that is on Showtime right now. Get that seven, that... Uh, seven day trial watch the autopsy autopsy of jane doe um there's also some other cool stuff on there too uh the woods i forgot to say is actually on amazon prime so you can watch like two of these as soon as you listen to this podcast if you need some cool witchy movies to watch cool nice man that's awesome yeah that's a good list so pie wacket is like the number one thing you'd recommend this week i out of all those, the autopsy of Jane Doe is fucking ah. sick, dude. I did okay. so. I mean, just yeah, watching it, good. I didn't know what was gonna happen, because you know I watch a lot of these movies. So whether like one like the body shows up, I'm like, no, it's gonna be this. It's gonna be a fucking zombie movie, you know. And then you're like, well, maybe it's a vampire movie. And then it's like <laughs> vampire. Wait, no. So like, I love movies that like continually keep me guessing. And then like, you know, it being in the certain witch genre, I was like, that's fucking sick, dude. I've not seen a movie like this. Um, I just I chose Pie Wacket because I watched it recently and the witch in it and like the uh, makeup that they did for her, like which is they don't show her a lot but it's like effectively done the scares like yeah. it's kind of like unsettling watching uh, one scene where she's watching the house from the woods and the witch uh, come out of the house and like do just like weird dancer shit that doesn't make any sense <laughs> like how's yeah. your body move like that. Yeah. Um, but just like that, and just like uh, there's a part where like there's a black mass in the corner, and you know I think Stefan and I and some of us have talked about like our paranormal experiences on this podcast before. Um, that <laughs> shit kind of like hits home with me, like seeing just black masses and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. there's that stuff's effective. I just didn't think the ending to it. I thought the ending could have been better, but I also watch a shit ton of these movies, and I've seen that ending a bunch. So I think to a normal viewer who's just trying to watch something spooky. Because it tis the season, I think they're gonna have a good time watching it. Um, and the woods is just like fun. It's got a Bruce Campbell cameo in it, which is always fun. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean, it, I would balance it between like Suspiria meets like uh, Evil Dead, sort of like in that kind of playground. But 
I've always liked the woods. I randomly picked it up when I worked at Blockbuster. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Lucky McKee, which is Bruce Campbell. I'm sold. <laughs> so, but it's on, I saw it on Amazon Prime. I was like, man, I want to rewatch that. I was like, I should put that under my witch genre. Nice. But yes, I would highly recommend the autopsy of Jane Doe. It is like, there's, it's good. And that's on Prime. Uh, the autopsy Jane, Jane Doe is only on Showtime. You can rent it, but it's not on like a free streaming service. Okay. The autopsy cool. of Jane Doe put lockers. Well, that sound means that we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been episode 150, everybody. Thanks once again. This has been a very cool episode. Uh, very awesome to continue. Spooky House, the second uh, edition for 2018. Thanks for the uh, spooky or dookie again, Stefan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Super happy hey. I could be here. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. And thanks for the horror gems once again, Matavius. Always and forever. <laughs> and it was awesome to have Jeremy on, and hopefully we're going to have him on uh, more and more. It seems like he's finally coming around. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he wants to, he's seen those movies for free, dude. He's got stuff yeah. to say. He's, he's coming. He's coming. He's going to like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> seems like. He's like, ah, the sound was good. I liked it. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I liked it. There were things moving, moving on the screen. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, yeah, what it seems like. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just to do like a kind of a shorter version than what we normally do, uh, just search for Superhouse Podcast on all social media, whatever yeah. the one you use. Search for us, and we're probably there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's basically it. This is Andrew signing off. This is Stefan, and I just wanted to say right before I signed off that I was looking for some creepy music recently uh, just to listen to while I write and stuff, and I found this whole subgenre called Dungeon Synth, and it's really like Baroque, neoclassical, really creepy. Some of the stuff I found is really great. Check out the Dungeon Synth archives on YouTube if you're into that kind of thing. I just wanted to take the chance to recommend that for this spooky month because it's some really good creepy shit to listen to in the background. Also, this is Wolfie Cruz, and I'm signing off. <laughs> this is Maddie. I'm going to be checking out that dungeon synth. Later. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a for a $30,000 will help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>